Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. All right, Larry O'Malley, the good doctor, standing by on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline to talk about some orthopedic issues largely related to sports injuries. And if you have a question today, come on, 661-1037. We welcome him. It's free medical advice, folks. How often do you get that? Uh, Doc, welcome. How are you? I'm good. Thanks, guys. Uh, let's talk about some injuries here. And this is actually more than just an injury conversation. This is really a debate about the way the game is played. And we've heard a number of players come out in recent years, and it was actually quoted again during the broadcast with the Rams and Lions the other day, that players would rather get hit up high with the chance of a, ne- a head injury than deal with a knee injury like we saw uh, Higby suffer the other day in the L.A. game. We saw the same kind of play happen earlier in the season, Lions and Vikings, and these injuries uh, to the knees, Doc, when the guys are getting hit trying to make a catch, it is uh, – I don't know what the NFL can do because you don't want them up high, you don't want them down low. I guess you got to go hit them above the knee and below the shoulders. It's a its a tough deal, um, but obviously they have not protected that particular target area, and Higby now is going to deal with uh, – I don't know which MCL, L, you know, LCL, which one he – ACL. But anyway, obviously a significant knee injury. Yeah, so it's funny. I mean, the players say that, but, like, if you really look at it from a medical standpoint, I would rather than get hit in the knees or the head. Um, the, the problem is in the knee, it's easy to document, right? We get an MRI, we can tell you you tore your ACL, we you tore your MCL like he did. Um, in the head, it's much harder to document, but we don't know the long-term ramifications. You get all the CPE. So, like, the knee's fixable, the head may not be fixable, and they may be dealing with this for the rest of their life. Um, and that's also why they don't, why they would rather get hit high because the teams can't really prove there's much injury to their head, right? They can prove it to the knee and they don't want to, they don't want to trade for a guy or sign a free agent that's had multiple knee issues. Um, and so from a career standpoint, that's why they say that. But from a medical standpoint, I'd much rather than get hit in the knee because that's fixable. Yes, does it be damaged? It does. Um, and are they higher risk for arthritis? It is, but that's not going to affect their cognitive ability and their ability just to be a normal human um, like it does getting hit in the head. As Dan Campbell said, he was aiming for the thigh board, which I had not heard that term used before, uh, but obviously hit him a little bit lower than either anticipated or wanted. And it's hard at, at full speed to, you know, nail a guy exactly where he wants to because, you know, these receivers, Doc, they just won't stand still and let you tackle them. It's really unfair. Right. The other problem, right, is that guys are just getting faster and bigger, and that's just the nature of training. And so this is, it's a very physical sport. Our athletes are bigger, stronger than they were 20 years ago. You're going to see more high energy injuries. Um, but I don't know how you fix it unless you just go to two hand touch football, but I don't think anybody wants to watch that either. So no. uh, there's, there's really not a good solution. I don't want to pay what it costs to go to an NFL game to watch guys play flag or touch. No, you're right. Um, let me say uh, also, speaking of brains and leg injuries, Jair Alexander in the news this week, the Packers corner, who did one of the weirder things we've ever seen, go out as a captain and call the coin toss, and he almost uh, gave the ball to the other team in both halves to start. Um, Worked out okay, ended up getting suspended one game. Now he's dealing with an ankle injury. Matt LaFleur said if they had to put him back in the game the other day, he wasn't good to go. So I'm guessing at that position specifically, uh, ankle's about as important as any position on the field. Right. And it's really probably going to be – uh, week to week to see how he's playing, how he's able to tolerate. What is is he able to even 
be effective on the field. And it's one of those you don't really know until you get probably the day before the game to go, yeah, we think he can play or no, he's going to be out this week. So, um, and every ankle injury is just going to be different. Sometimes they rehab a whole lot faster. Uh, Mahomes, for example, uh, and sometimes it takes a lot longer to come back and he may miss a substantial amount of games due to this. Doc, Sam Laporta, the tight end for Detroit a couple weeks ago, it looked like a gruesome knee injury. Turns out he just hyperextended his knee. He played last week, had a touchdown catch, and he was a full participant at yesterday's uh, practice. Uh, the hyperextend of a knee, it, it, do you see that often to where it's just the, the simple hyperextend of the knee, you know, the bones hitting each other and there's no tears, no uh, any kind of damage? Yeah, so it's pretty interesting. When you hyperextend – you actually hit cartilage that's not really we don't really use uh, in a normal function of the knee, and so it's actually an injury you can come back pretty quickly from. They can be very painful, and they can take a while to get better from a pain standpoint. But I see them maybe once a month. We see one, uh, and I tell the patients really as they can progress. What you just do is you can brace them to keep their knee from hyperextending. You can protect them from getting back into that position, and then um, whenever however they get however they feel and when they feel like they can go back, we let them play. Um, but, yeah, it, it looks very gruesome for a lot of those hyperextension injuries. But a lot of times they don't do significant damage to any cartilage that's relevant in the day. You may do some damage to some irrelevant cartilage, which is not a big deal. We'll let them play through that because they're not going to do any long-term damage to their knee. You know, that's I was just reading a story about him, Doc, and um, he was wearing a brace, and he, he actually played, you know, obviously the other day. But uh, how much – do you see that with tight ends? We talk about it with offensive linemen. Tight ends, obviously, kind of a hybrid spot. How much do you see tight ends with those knee braces? Not very often. So that's the thing, right? We go back to the um, how do you protect these guys? Well, really, you protect them by putting them in braces. But they, when you start talking about skill position players, they don't want to be in braces. And so it's hard to protect them from an injury if you don't brace them. Um, but even if you look at, like, the offensive line, they all wear braces. But if you really look at the studies on that, we haven't really proven – they're not going to protect the ACL. That's really been proven. We can't really protect the ACL with a brace from a pivoting non-contact, right? Most ACL tears occur because they cut, pivot, but nobody hits them. What the braces will protect is somebody hitting your knee and causing a tear that way. So like that tight end that was injured last week, uh, he probably could have potentially not torn his ACL had he had a brace on, but most guys don't want to play in braces. So that's where that fine line of finding where they can be competitive, but also trying to protect them the best we can. And most would rather just take the risk and not plan a price. Billy has a question on the Southern Structural Solutions text line. Doc, he wants to know about Achilles soreness related to Hoglins, Hagland's deformity. Won't go away. Painful. Yeah, so what the hat? So your your Achilles, right, that's your heel cord, um, attaches to your calcaneus or your heel bone. And so what the Hagelin's deformity is, is over time, it's just this chronic tearing of that tendon that causes you to lay down kind of essentially a bunch of extra bone on that heel bone, your calcaneus, um, which is called a Hagelin's deformity. So treatment for it is really aggressive stretching to really get, try to get that heel cord stretched out. Um, and um, you can try anti-inflammatories. When it's really flared up, they can put you in a boot to try to calm it down. Um, and then the treatment, if it doesn't improve with those things, would be surgery where you actually take the Haglund, you cut the bone off, that extra bone off, and reattach your Achilles tendon back to your, your heel bone, your calcaneus. Um, but those are the options prior to surgery. 
One more for me, Doc, and then we'll let you go. Um, I saw Anzalone, the linebacker for the Lions, is dealing with a shoulder injury, which we can imagine what kind of challenges that presents. We talked about Lawrence, the quarterback for the Jags, when they were still alive. Obviously, he's got plenty of time to work on that now, deal with a shoulder injury. Um, and it's obviously pretty critical for a quarterback. For a linebacker, I'm guessing that's, you know, uh, pretty tough to form tackle, sticking your shoulder into somebody when you're, you're injured there. What, what are the... I guess uh, preventative things there. What can he do to, to stay in the game? Yeah, so it all, it all depends on what the injury is. So, like, if it's a, an AC sprain, uh, you can eject that, put a pad on that, um, and we'll inject those right before the game to numb it up so they can play through it. Uh, if you start talking about a labral tear, right, the, the gasket that runs around the socket of the shoulder, uh, what we do for that when that gets torn is when they get shoulder instability, the shoulder wants to pop out. Uh, we can put them in a brace, and uh, uh, a, um, a linebacker, even uh, linemen, uh, even quarterbacks, we can put them in braces where they can't get into a position where their shoulder's going to pop out. So we can restrict their motion with a brace, but most of the time they can still be very effective in that brace. So you see guys all the time, if you watch, they'll be wearing like a cuff around their arm with two little uh, essentially um, straps that go to their shoulder pads, which they're, they're essentially locked down so their shoulder can't get in a position where it's going to pop out. Um, and that works extremely well, and we'll, most of our defensive players can wear that and finish the season, and then you can fix their labor issues with at the end of the season. Quarterbacks, offensive players, particularly skill players, different. A lot of times they can't play through it. Even look at Josh or his, right, with the, uh, with the Grizzlies, and he's having surgery on it because he's not able to play through it. Um, and so, like a, a basketball player, you're not going to be able to restrict like you could a, a defensive player on a football team. Gotcha. Doc, appreciate it very much. And, uh, again, if you need the doctor or any of his colleagues, you can get up at their locations around ums.health slash orthopedics. 501-526-1046 for same or next day appointment availability. Doc, thank you for the time. Talk to you in a couple weeks. 